Hi, I'm Sonia, a United Nations interpreter turned podcast ear candy. Tonight's theme is musical brotherhood, and Sid knows a bit about that. Take it away, Mr. Showbiz! Thank you, Sonia. She's not just a pretty face, she's like Jethro Bodine in that she's a double-knot spy. Bless her heart. We're going to have a theme tonight. It's called brotherhood or sisterhood, if you will, because it's non-gender specific. But I want to explore being in bands with people that you may be blood relations with. And even if you're not blood relations with, you might as well be by the end of the tour, by the end of your career. You've, You've had all the ups and downs that any family could go through. Now, oddly enough, I'm kind of starting on the left foot here because we're going to play a track to start from my first solo album in a decade, The Trick Is To Breathe. The name of the song is Blue Yodel, number 12 and 35. Get it? Jimmy Rogers, the guy that did the Blue Yodels that were numbered? Rainy Day Women, number 12 and 35 by Bob Dylan? Anyway, and the song sort of is uh, just two minutes recorded in Nashville with the great Sierra Hull on mandolin and, and so many fine players. Mark Fain from Kentucky Thunder on the bass. And then we'll get into the this and the that's and these and the those's. But this is Sid Griffin, my first solo album in 10 years. The Trick is to Breathe. I'm very proud of it. It's out now, as they say. And the song is the second song off the album. Blue Yodel, number 12 and 35. And then we'll come back with some raps about brotherhood, sisterhood, and all the things that are groovy in your neighborhood. thing I'll do for the last time this morning is fall out of love with you. The first thing I'll do for the last time, my darling, is walk the floor feeling blue. The first thing I'll do in the second I am free be my third attempt at leaving too. So hold the door for Papa cause I'm off to Nevada and waiting is my you know who. Second you notice I will blossom like a lotus While you wither like an I.O.U And soon your henpecking will signal your second From shadows he'll appear anew If his every motion could be bottled as a potion I'd drink to both he and you But hold the door for daddy cause I'm leaving in a caddy And waiting is my you know So chew on this big mango Don't give me no boo-boo-boo You've had so many lovers Hiding under your covers I knew that we were through So I'm doing this one my way And I'm heading for the highway Let's raise a glass of Mountain Dew Yes, hold the door for hubby No more hiding in the cubby Hold up, I'm feeling poo thing I'll do. The first thing this morning is rearrange a rendezvous. The first person waiting will be anticipating a row betwixt me and you. Let's issue a warning at dawn on this fair morning. No blood will stain the grassy dew. Though you got a feller, I no longer am old yeller. For someone loves me through For someone loves me through and through For someone loves me through and through Hey, that caught me in the hop. Listen to that guy sing. The great Sierra Hull on uh, mandolin. She's going to be a star one day. Well, she's sort of a star right now, but you're going to be a bigger star, Sierra. Believe me. Mark Fain on bass. Sid Griffin playing a little guitar and singing. It's my song, Blue Yodel number 12 and 35. I believe that's Justin. Justin on the uh, Moses on the uh, banjo. Yeah, he's a fantastic Nashville cat. So anyway, that's my first, uh, uh, just a small taste, a more country taste of my first solo album in 10 years. The Trick is to Breathe. Go by, go by, go by. Uh, This next song, speaking of brotherhood, this was thrown at me the last minute yesterday morning. This is early October 2014. Yesterday morning, the the great Lou Whitney died at age 71 in Springfield, Missouri. If you don't know who Lou Whitney is, let me give you just the potted history. 
He went into real estate after he got out of university, hated it. He was touring with the Swingin' Medallions who did Double Shot of My Baby's Love. Yeah, 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 Double Shot of My Baby's Love. That's a hit in America. It was a hit in America in 66, a big hit, I think, number two. And he wanted to get back into music. He had a band called the Morels, not the Laura Barton band, the Loose Morels. This is M-O-R-E-L-L-E-S with D. Clinton Thompson and, and uh, all the gang out there in, in Greene County, Missouri. Then after that, they had the Skeletons. That's kind of like, they were kind of like an NRBQ band. And anyway, Lou's big thing was the studio. He was kind of like T-Bone Burnett. He had a studio in Springfield, Missouri. And like T-Bone Burnett in LA or anywhere, or Rick Hall down there at Muscle Shoals, Lou was just, he was like a godfather of the scene in the middle American scene. He recorded uh, Amy Rigby and and Dave Alvin, Dave Alvin and his own band, Steve Forbert, and some of his great things. And the list goes on and on and on. We haven't got time to get into it. More than that, he was just a, a father figure, much less a godfather. And he was easy on you paying the bills for the use of the studio. He gave great advice. He got people publishing deals. He was just, believe me, folks, lovely guy. Lou Whitney spelled exactly like you think Lou Whitney would be spelled. If you go on Google, remember it's the Lou Whitney that passed away in in October, early October 2014, because there might be another Lewis Whitney out there somewhere. Anyway, he's missed, and in tribute to him, we're going to play Trans Am, which he wrote and recorded when he was with the Skeletons. Oh, God. I guess it came out as a single in 1989 or 1990, maybe even earlier than that. But this is Lou Whitney. He's no longer with us. God rest his soul. And then I'll go back to this theme of brotherhood. But if there was ever a brother to people out there, well, it was Lou. Whether he had any blood relations or not, I don't know. But what a wonderful example of humanity. Skeletons. I think you can buy a reissue of this on Eastside Digital, the label. That's Trans Am, and it's from the album. Hold on here. Let me go reach over and grab it. It's from the album In the Flesh on Eastside Digital, which came out 1991. Lou Whitney, you he will not be forgotten. Right. Two guys that are very much alive, although the elder brother had a serious health issue in Spain about a year ago. This is from the Yep Rock album by Dave and Phil Alvin. They were in the Blasters, and Phil Alvin still is a blaster. Dave's doing the solo thing. They have a new album out on Yep Rock called Common Ground. 
Dave Alvin and Phil Alvin play and sing the songs of Big Bill Brunzi. If you don't know who Big Bill Brunzi is, he was a bluesman who recorded for, God, 35, 40 years. And he recorded with big bands. He recorded solo acoustic. He recorded all kind of sort of swampy things, some electric things. He really ran the gamut. You know, he raced around with uh, the usual blues crowd, but also crossed over into playing things with Pete Seeger and Woody Guthrie. And so the two brothers, rather than do a bunch of Dave songs, I guess, have this marvelous album out called Common Ground on Yep Rock, which everyone should go buy. And uh, they did a number of Bill's songs. They did 12 of Bill's songs. And the one that really blew my mind is the one I'm going to play for you right now. It's called Southern Flood Blues. And it's about the famous, well, in my part of the woods, famous flood of the Ohio River that happened uh, in the late 30s, about 36, 37. My mother used to talk about it. It affected her childhood deeply. And towns like Cincinnati, my hometown of Louisville, Kentucky, Owensboro and, and Paducah, Kentucky, and on down the line, uh, the entire downtowns were flooded up to five feet of water. I mean, you wouldn't believe it. You couldn't make it up. Anyway, this is them doing this Big Bill, Big Bill Brunsey song called Southern Flood Blues. And I believe this is Dave Alvin on the lead vocal. And Phil's playing a little harmonica and singing some background.
Yeah, baby. That's Phil on harmonica. Dave Alvin on lead guitar. I think Gene Taylor of the Blasters. He was was a Blaster. He's now living in Belgium. He plays a little piano on the record. Dave and Phil Alvin are taking their show on the road in Europe, and they play Friday, October 24th, here in London. And I will be there. I don't know the name of the venue, but Dave and Phil Alvin, London, October 24th. I will be there. You should be there as well. Next thing I'm going to play is by two guys, three guys, four guys originally, who were not brothers, but very, 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 very much so became brothers. This is Curtis Mayfield and the Impressions, although that's actually kind of the wrong thing to say in that they were just known as the Impressions, even though Curtis Mayfield did most of the heavy lifting in that he sang lead a lot and he wrote the songs. But that is, uh, they were just, you know, a fantastic rhythm and blues act and Mayfield's guitar work long before he did Superfly and Freddie's Dead and all that stuff. Mayfield's guitar work was always, always, always most impressive. His production values, his songwriting, Bob Dylan did... A version of his uh, Curtis Mayfield's famous "People Get Ready." I don't know what else to, to say about these guys. They were really brothers of the road. My friend Jimmy Brown, bizarrely, they still go out. The Impressions Mayfield's dead, but the Impressions still went out. The remaining members, it's uh, Sam Gooden and, and Fred Cash, as I recall, and that the two guys that are left the original quartet, and they still go out, as I recall. And they still do their thing, and they're uh, perhaps out there somewhere now with Jimmy Brown on, on the. Uh, on the, on the bass, but what I wanted to play is a song called, Reach For It, Sid, I've Been Trying, which is the very song Robbie Robertson played to Bob Dylan when Dylan was playing Robertson songs on the world tour and saying, this is the acetate of Visions of Joanna or whatever, so on and so forth. And, and Robertson had the nerve to say, the gall, but the honesty to say, look, Bob, I can dig Visions of Joanna. I can dig Stuck Inside of Memphis with the Mo Mobile Blues again. And these are all great songs and fine, but you're losing me. The spirit's dissipating. The songs are so incredibly long that I don't really know what to uh, to make of it. And we we in the Hawks, we're more familiar with the, with the closer, shorter, tighter kind of R&B music that's steeped in gospel. And Dylan says, like, what, man? And so Robbie Robertson played him the following song, which, is, as I said, is called I've Been Trying. It's by The Impressions, and it's from their 1964 album, Keep On Pushin'. Trying Lord knows that I've been trying to understand why can I be your only man? You say you love me. That I believe you love me Yet I can't understand why Can I be your only man Day after day You treat me in your way I wanna go But my heart says no But my love still remains It says keep on trying, boy She's gonna change I've been trying Lord knows that I've been trying To understand why Can I be your only man? Keep on trying.
Bob Dylan made of that. I'll bet money he dug it. Maybe it influenced him to do the basement tapes, which, what a segue. They're out November 4th in a six CD set. That's all the basement tapes on Sony Legacy. I helped uh, compile it. I helped sequence it. And I did the liner notes for it. So that's Bob Dylan's six CD set of basement tapes out November 4th and October 28th, just in time to capitalize on it. My book, Million Dollar Bash, Bob Dylan, the band, and the basement tapes has been is being reissued with 13,000 words October 28th. So you can buy it on October 29th and on November 5th, sit down and listen to the basement tapes and have Sid Griffin's book explain the whole thing to you. So there. In fact, there's an HBO special on Bob Dylan around November 21st. It'll be shown in the UK and the USA. And I'm a talking head in that. So na 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 Aren't I great? Perhaps not. Where was I? Yeah, the impressions. Fantastic band. Speaking of people that are soulful, you don't have to be an urban or rural African-American or of a certain age to be soulful. This next track is an R&B track of sorts by a band that I think, along with Public Image LTD, was the most original of the English bands from, say, 76 to 79. This is The Slits, S-L-I-T-S, not The Smiths, The Slits, and this is uh, uh, one of our ex-neighbors, Vivian Albertine on guitar, Ari up on the, on, the, on the vocal. What a vocalist. This is their version of I Heard It Through the Grapevine, the Marvin Gaye classic. It's from their first album called Cut, and it's a little different. What would Curtis Mayfield make of this? Will you be my baby? 
sound like it. You sound like it. What I said. The poor thing's no longer with us. That's Aria. There are no other vocalists like her in pop music. She is missed. Moving to another band of the same... No, not... This is a band that has named the Slits, those four young ladies, as an influential act that they admired a great, great deal. This is R.E.M. from Athens, Georgia. They're no longer with us, but they have a new album out here in 2014 called R.E.M. Unplugged, 1991 and 2001, because those are the two times that R.E.M. were on MTV's Unplugged show. And it's the complete session. So when you get the 1991 CD, it's a two CD set, and the 2001 CD, uh, you'll look at the song titles and you realize that's more song titles than they played on those shows at the time. You get everything they cut at the session, not just the stuff that they broadcast. So as I said, this is R.E.M. They dug the slits, and why shouldn't they? Uh, it makes perfect sense. This is from their first album, Perfect, and it's called Perfect Circle. But of course, this is a version done in 1991 when they were no longer uh, dewy-eyed innocents that they'd been on the road, God, by that time, almost a decade. Put your hair back You get to leave Eleven shadows On your sleeve Shallow figure, winners paid. Eleven shadows, way out of place. Standing too soon, shoulders high. on and stay real close who might leave you where I left off a perfect circle of acquaintances and friends drink another Standing too soon, shoulders 
Thank you. Author. 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 Hey, you with the harmonica, sit down. Anyway, right, that's R.E.M. from Unplugged. That was their 1991 session uh, at MTV. I went to a couple of the MTV Unplugs that, when they were filmed in L.A., and they're kind of interesting. I went to Elvis Costello's one, which is around the time of Mighty Like a Rose. I enjoyed that a great deal. You know, when you get REM's Unplugged 1991 and 2001, the complete sessions, uh, it's a gatefold sleeve, two CDs, and in the middle, there's a place for the booklet. I didn't get a booklet. So in a fit of pique, I emailed the only guy in the organization I know, Burtis Downs, and I said, Burtis, was there supposed to be a booklet in the middle of the REM Unplugged two CD set. And he came back and said, yes, why do you ask? And I said, well, I bought it and I didn't get one. So he said, I'll have somebody in the REM office, you know, because the office still exists, even though REM don't is an active band. He said, I'll have someone in the office, get you a booklet and send it to you. That was about three weeks ago. Burtis, I love you, but the booklet hasn't shown up. So what are you going to do? Nothing. Uh, this is, uh, Sonia gave me this one, this next one. Talk about a, a band of brothers. These guys talked about nothing but brotherhood and acted frequently anything like brothers. I don't want to tell you what one of these Crosby, Stills, and Nash Young guys told me. One of the four told me about one of the other members one evening when I was talking to these guys for Mojo. I mean, you know, if I say it, it's beyond name dropping. It might be libelous. But it was just, it was just, what a band. Anyway, they tried to make an album in 1973 to follow up Deja Vu as a, as a quartet with, with Neil Young, and it fell apart. But uh, here's one of the songs from it done live. They have a new album out, if you'll allow me to have, it's a new four CD set. The first three CDs are the 1974 tour live, and the, and the, the fourth of four CDs is the bonus DVD of them performing live on their legendary 1974 tour where they played the Enormo Dome and then they played the Enormo Dome and then they played the even bigger Enormo Dome in the next town. Just huge places. I believe they played Wembley here in the United Kingdom with people like Joni Mitchell and the band opening up for them. Something like that. Anyway, Crosby, Stills and Nash and Young from 1974 doing a Neil Young song, which I quite like, called Hawaiian Sunrise, which was recorded for the studio album that they'd worked on earlier the year before, but didn't release because they were too busy yelling at each other. But then they got together for this tour. Is that a family? It kind of is, isn't it? People that love each other and work with each other but fight all the time. Yeah, I think that's a family. I think that's brotherhood of a kind.
Whoa. As the, as, the, as the applause fades away, there's that jackass of the harmonica again, the fifth row. Anyway, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young doing a Neil Young song called Hawaiian Sunrise. If you're a Neil Young fan, then there's every reason to buy this box set called CSNY 1974 because it has several unreleased Neil Young songs on it, including his classic Pushed It Over the End, which is a classic, but it's too long to play here, so just take my word for it. Now, there's no neat segue to this one. Uh, oh, wait, there, one thing I wanted to say, somebody's asking me, how come in some of these podcasts you're like, blah, 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 have you been drinking beer? And how come in some of these podcasts you're more calm? Are you unhappy? And the answer is, uh, Mr. Disgruntled Colonel of Tunbridge Wells, no, I just, uh, the kids are asleep now and I can't really be too up-tempo and too loud to, to give it too much volume or uh, I'll wake the entire family up. So that would be H-E-double-L to pay. Martha and the Vandellas, this is a track of theirs called I'm, I'm Ready for Love, is it not? And I've always loved the song. I think I was going to feature it in an earlier uh, podcast on soul music. It came out in uh, 1966 on uh, Talma Motown. It wasn't a hit. It scraped the charts. But listen to the opening bass riff and the way the song starts. Now, is there any way on God's green earth Paul Weller did not hear this Motown classic? Martha and the Vandellas. Ready for love. Ready for Paul Weller, if you ask me. Anyway, 1966, I've always loved that band. Uh, but of course, Barry Gordy put all the emphasis on Diana Ross and the Super Supremes for various reasons. Some would say because Diana Ross had the push that you need to be in a band. You need a Johnny Ramone like that pushing the Ramones. You need a Susanna Hoffs pushing the Bangles. You need a Robbie Robertson pushing the guys in the band. You need a John Lennon pushing the Beatles to be the Fab Four and get to the toppermost of the poppermost. You just need that. And uh, they had that in the Supremes with Dana Ross. And I'm wondering if Martha Reeves was quite as pushy. I imagine she did not have the sharp elbows that Dana Ross had. Anyway, Motown. Gotta love Motown. 
This next song, says he, with, uh, is the from the Allman Brothers Band, Brothers and Sisters album. It's been reissued a number of times. It was a number one album back when I was a freshman at the University of South Carolina in Columbia, South Carolina. And that wasn't yesterday, folks. It's one of my favorite songs by anybody. It's a Sid Griffin instrumental favorite. I love it, not just because it reminds me of the glorious days at the University of South Carolina with so many of my friends, but because it, as an ensemble, Listen to the ensemble playing of these guys. This is live in a studio. They're not overdubbing this and that. I mean, you've got two great drummers playing a pattern, patterns that interweave great guitar from Dickie, great guitar from Dickie Becks. Uh, Chuck Lavelle, who uh, later went on to play with the Rolling Stones, has been a member of the Stones touring troupe for about 20, 25 years now, more or less placing, replacing Ian McLagan, my buddy, and more or less uh, replacing Ian Stu Stewart. Chuck Lavelle's on the piano, just a fantastic composition. I think it's somebody's daughter in the, in the Allman Brothers band. I think it's uh, either Betts or one of the Allman Brothers or Greg Allman's daughter because, of course, Dwayne was no longer with us by this time. But what an instrumental, what a band, what an ensemble performance all done you know, in just a handful of takes. Jessica by the Allman Brothers band, 1973. Wow.
majestic. Majestic, simply majestic. Boom. That's an extended version you get. The, the original, the version on Brothers and Sisters was six minutes and something. This is a little over seven minutes because it's off the box set of Brothers and Sisters that came out. You know, now you have, you used to have box sets for someone's entire career. The Birds had a four CD box set that I worked on back in 1990. And uh, now you have people like Sandy Denny has a 19 CD. That's one nine CD box set. Or you have the Beach Boys Smile. That's like a, what, a five CD box set, a six CD box set. I mean, you know, these things are incredible. So uh, Brothers and Sisters is now a four CD box set. But to be fair, two of those CDs are live. Anyway, Jessica by the Allman Brothers Band. Everyone thought they were finished when Dwayne Allman died. My God, were they wrong. Arguably, some of the best was yet to come. 1973, Brothers and Sisters. What's next up? It hell's a poppin', folks. This is a... I'm a big fan of Don and Phil Everly without the sort of duet guys in the 30s like uh, Bill and Charlie Monroe and the Blue Sky Boys and the Delmore Brothers and so on and so forth. You wouldn't have had Don and Phil Everly. And without Don and Phil Everly, we wouldn't have John and Paul and the Beatles. We would have had Crosby and McGuinn and the Birds and so on and so forth. And we certainly would have had Simon and Garfunkel on the last world tour, the last tour they're ever going to do. Simon and Garfunkel were gracious enough to go around with the Everly Brothers, not as an opening act so much, but they were in the show. They stopped the Simon and Garfunkel show and the Everly's would come out and sing two to four songs in the middle of the show with, with uh, Paul and Artie, which I think is a lovely thing. Anyway, from the um, 19... 19- Excuse me, from the 2004 live album that came out uh, uh, of Simon and Garfunkel's called Old Friends, live on stage, here's two tracks. They introduce the Everly Brothers, and then they all do Bye Bye Love, which the, Paul and Artie used to do when they were known as Tom and Jerry back in the uh, Hey Schoolgirl days. They had a song called Hey Schoolgirl that was a, a near miss back in 62, 63. That made, it was made the charts, but it didn't become a big hit. And it was very Everly Brothers styled. So Simon and Garfunkel, kind of an up-tempo... The kind of, Simon and Garfunkel are basically crossing Bob Dylan, in my opinion, crossing Bob Dylan with, with Don and Phil Everly. And so now here's all four of them. You get Paul, you get Artie, you get Don, you get the late Phil Everly. What could possibly go wrong? There is some debate as to where the Wu Bapaluchaba came from. Some scholars feel it comes from the Little Richard oeuvre, and Artie uh, thinks that we got it from um, Gene Vincent's record, Bapalula. But I respect the Little Richard theory. No, we only argued about one thing, if you want to know the truth, from the very beginning. There's only one thing that was the basis of everything else. When we first formed our group, I wanted to call us Garfunkel and Simon. You should do that. He convinced me that it should be alphabetical. And... Now we're the Smothers Brothers. <laughs> so we don't know where the um, we don't know where the Wubaba Lujaba came from, but the sound that we were trying to make when we were 15, 16 years old, that was the sound of the Everly Brothers. <laughs> the Everlys were our heroes and they were our models and it's with enormous pleasure that I introduce you to Don and Phil, the Everly Brothers. Let's do the very first record we came to New York and sing, okay? Hello! 
see how you get better an evening i've never seen simon and garfunkel i regret that deeply they don't play live anymore uh art garfunkel goes out as art garfunkel funny enough and paul simon i suppose will tour solo because he's doing he's got a tour with of all people sting that's just weird to go pay money to go to the big arena and see sting and paul simon i guess they're both sort of jazz rockers these days but I don't know. It's a weird billing if you ask me. But there will be no more Simon and Garfunkel concerts. They've announced it. It's official. On the other hand, Simon and Garfunkel have four live albums out. Four. The one you've just heard from the two, emanates from 2004. There was one from the reunion in Central Park, the first one they put out in the 80s. I think that's the weakest one. It's kind of rearranged versions of their hits and a lot of Fender Roads. There's one called Live 69, which is pretty good. And Simon and Garfunkel, Live 67, 1967, is just terrific. It's just the two of them, no band, Paul Simon's guitar. Simon and Garfunkel, Live 1967, highly recommended if you like that kind of singer-songwriter thing. And there are those of us that do. We're going to have to wrap this up. I thank Sonia. I thank Kevin Stokes of the Souther Still Band, my fabulous engineer. And I thank you, dear listener, for tuning in one more time. I'll go through the plugs one more last, one more time. Million Dollar Bash, my book on Bob Dylan's Basement Tapes. It's out October 28th with a bright red cover and 13,000 extra words added. I've now heard over five and a half hours of the Basement Tapes, and I'm ready to listen to a different artist. Dylan's Basement Tapes 6-CD box set will be out November 4th, as I recall. I'm the liner notes guy on it, the main annotator of it. I'm very proud of that. Around the 21st of November, there's a HBO, no, excuse me, a Showtime cable TV special of Bob Dylan's Basement Tapes, directed by the great Sam Jones, who did I Am Trying to Break Your Heart, that wonderful Wilco documentary. Sam Jones allowed me to be a talking head in this Bob Dylan documentary of Basement Tapes stuff he's working on. I'm very pleased with that. And uh, after that, it's Thanksgiving, and I take a break. And on the seventh day, Sid rested. Anyway, thanks to everybody for listening. This is a, a, a big hero of mine. Um, this is Brian Wilson, The Beach Boys. It's just a nice closer. It's a song called From There to Back Again. It's from their 2012 album, That's Why God Made the, That's Why God Made the Radio. Not a perfect album, but about three quarters of it I thought were just heavenly, just heavenly. And I'm, I'm a hardcore Brian fan anyway. So thanks to Kevin, thanks to Sonia, thanks to you, the listener, thanks to all my artists tonight. And I hope to see you all at a Cole Porter's gig, C-O-A-L. Hope to see you all at a Cole Porter's gig down the line, or maybe a Sid Griffin solo show in support of The Trick is to Breathe, my solo album, which is finally out after 10 years. And maybe I'll see you in Spain the first week of December when the Longriders play four shows. But no matter where you are and no matter who you are, travel safely, be sound, and be well. All the very best to you. Goodbye and God bless. Why don't you run away and spend some time with me On this summer's day There's nowhere else I'd rather be There's a place along the way 
that maybe we could stay Listen to the waves at my front door You've been thinking lots of things we used to do Thinking about when life was still in front of you Back where you belong, our favorite song Won't you listen? Bye. 